All right, this is the Dead Justice Productions podcast, episode 21. I'm your host, Josh. Co-host, as always, is Kyle. Today, we've got Kip from the podcast Common Ride with me. Thank you for being here. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm glad to be at episode 21. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're legally able to drink now. Uh, we didn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we... Well, I skipped I skipped the 18. I, I didn't make a comment on 18. I was like, gosh, I forgot. So I was, I was disappointed, so I had, to, I had to mention something this time. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks for being here. Why don't you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Why, so yeah, you you host the podcast, uh, Common Ride with me. Why don't you tell people a little bit about that and what you got going on? Oh uh, yeah. So um, my show Common Ride with me is about um, Tokusatsu or Toku, which is basically just like live action special like offense, like suit work, like uh, um, more like stunt work. So stuff like. You might know like Godzilla and Power Rangers, but there's like a lot more, like a much broader like category of that stuff, like horror, like adult, that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah, I was the first question I'm gonna ask you, obviously, is is explain Common Rider. Um mm. I I looked it up a bit because I'd I'd listened to some of your podcasts and I was like, I get the kind of the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I, I went and looked at a uh, number of little clips of it and I was like, it looks like Power Rangers, but insect themed for mm-hmm. some of these people. So Common Rider, it's about to have its 50th anniversary next year, but um, it's um, in the 90s, the band's Master Rider was like adapted, and basically it's like a series where um, where like um, Super Sentai, the show that Power Rangers is based off of, and Power Rangers, they tend to be like kid-focused um, mm-hmm. and like more colorful, like team-based. Common Rider tends to be like the more all-ages, like shonen anime kind of like appeal, where like you'll have like your singular like hero and like a more mm-hmm. like rugged, and like there will be like more adult themes, like there will there will be like character death and that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I made the mistake of just i started listening to your most recent episode and so obviously there's no explanation like or back i I didn't listen to your first episode i probably should have started there yeah we gotta Um, get better at that (laughs) yeah i was i was like huh i have no idea what they're talking about i was so confused i was like there's time travel involved in and i guess the most recent movie i'm like interesting i really should have i shouldn't have done this out of order but what uh, we're doing is uh we're alternating between um looking at the currently airing show and then in the off weeks of that looking at different things mm-hmm. so i think we're gonna change our naming scheme to make that more apparent that here's an episode that you can just listen to about like a like one-off thing and here's like part 17 of our look at this show you know yeah yeah luckily we have no running theme aside from our our old dead co-host um oh. yeah it's we'll get back into the swing of that eventually you know it's just the morning period is over and now we're celebrating it, you know. It's, um, yeah, really the only, like, running bit we have on our show is the, uh, aside from that, is, like, our description. I have, like, a medieval-themed description for every episode that I've kind of been working on. And it kind of all leads together in spite of what it would appear. Okay. But, you yeah, know, so, um, yeah, so how, what made you decide to make a podcast about, about Common Rider? Well, uh. To be true, uh, it's a very interesting, like, as, like, a genre. Like, there's lots of stuff, like, in it. And, like, it's kind of just um, not quite as popular, like, as big as, like, shonen anime. But, like, it's, like, in Japan, it's, like, of that, like, caliber, like, and that level where, like, there's lots of shows and, like, lots of different themes. So, like, I just wanted to um, do something that was, like, a little um, more produced and more critical. And, like, there weren't, like, a lot of... um, shows in the space that were like doing something that was like uh the format like of our show is 
me being someone who has the history and my co-host not having that history and being like a complete newcomer. Yeah. So it's meant to be like more like approachable and like more like a general like media stuff. And like there's times where like we'll compare it to like this show and that show and also times like where we'll just talk about here's what it's like um, when we think like about like these themes like more critically. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, d- I can definitely see that based on the way you're explaining it too because I know he, your, uh, your, your co-host seemed like he had not that he lacked information on like the backstory of a lot of it but it seemed like you had a lot more information you're like yeah this is how you pronounce this guy's name this is this backstory it's really informative it would have been more informative how I looked into what the show was before listening to the podcast <laughs> but uh yeah no it's cool I like you guys use uh like sound bits and stuff in your show as well at least in from what I've seen mm-hmm uh, what was the thought process behind that? Because I know sometimes it's it seems to be like touchy. Like some people seem less keen on on using sound bites and stuff in their show. Is there a reason you decided to use that? Sort of as like a a format. Was there um, a particular thing I went into that? It's formatted. So basically, um, I had uh, the um, one stroke of mild genius in my life, and I was like, "Come and ride with me." That sounds like a name for a podcast. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we end our podcast like the last like 40 odd seconds is like a ship tune version of the song. Hey, baby, come and ride with me. Do, 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 mm-hmm. do. And I like had that custom made um, our transition between like subjects, uh, since we do tend to do like a general conversation, like most episodes on like um, what we've been watching and like um, um, that's a song that we got like through like a normal like creative commons. That's um, Adventures in Godzilla Delphia by SKGB, I think. Um, and then our like actual theme song. Um, so I like have been a fan of like Common Rider, and in the past year, it's kind of exploded. Like in that, there's now songs on Spotify. There's now like um, shows on streaming and that kind of stuff in a way where it wasn't. But for the longest time, when you searched on like um, on, like Spotify and iTunes to try and find like um, music from the shows. There's this uh, one song from this um, one band that they made in 1993, mm-hmm. uh, um, called Co-Com Writer Love Song. So I was like, "That's gonna be that's gonna be the theme song for something." I'll track <laughs> them down, and then years later, like when I was making the podcast, I tracked them down. Like their record label wasn't currently there, but the European branch of their label was there. So then yeah. I talked to, the, to this like um weird band in Prague that was like a very hardcore like having animal blood on stage like death metal on MySpace then they like they gave me like an email to this guy called like rat vermin at like gmail or something and I was like okay you're like oh this is this sounds good this sounds promising and then rat vermin told me to um to try to find this magazine this issue on the wayback machine and that's where I found the names of people in the band for the first time Mm-hmm. And then I like got in touch with them on Facebook. <laughs> That's how I got like permission for the song. That's actually so, a really cool story about how you got that though. Yeah. So like uh, for us, each song is used with permission mm-hmm. under the proper license or was created for the show. So it's like all kind of like that. Nice. Yeah. We, I know some, some podcasts or radio shows will have like underlying music throughout the entire show. Mm. It's quiet, but it's there just to kind of, to kind of, uh, prevent like white noise i guess um i'd contemplated using that before but it was kind of up in the air the only times we ever used any like audio clips was uh i guess last week's episode when we had a uh, guest nostow on he's an electronic hip-hop music uh, artist and we just played a couple of clips because he has a new album coming out but other than that we don't really use any 
audio clips. The only the only time I edit anything in is is sensor beeps when we have to remove like uh, a location that people might not want said or uh, mm-hmm. someone's name that might get said like thirteen times in an episode, and I have to censor it all out. Yeah, it's hard because uh, you don't want to like. <laughs> When you start podcasting, like you're kind of like, oh, I sound so dumb. I keep saying um or like, <laughs> and there's like too many gaps. It it happens, yeah. Like yeah. it uh, there's times too when because it especially with what we do, it's it's so off the cuff. Like I have mm-hmm. predetermined topics a lot of times, uh, especially when we have guests on. It kind of helps us. It's, the way I explain it to some people too is we've got the roadmap, but we might take a detour. And stop along the way but we still know how to get to the the destination um but yeah it's still off the cuff and so we're trying to keep up with everything we're saying at the same time but i don't edit it out really i just occasionally we'll we'll have like a, a break for some reason i'll have to cut out like a long awkward silence or like i said we'll have to censor something that might be a bit private information we don't want said but for yeah, the most uh, part mm-hmm. we keep it you get better at talking and you also like get better at hearing yourself talk and understanding mm-hmm. i think like there's a point after like a few episodes where like okay i know what we sound like i also know that i'm doing better about actually sounding like somebody that like you want to listen to so i can like stress less yeah it, like i said i've been doing youtube and, and podcasting for like not in this particular brand but since like 2008 maybe something like that 2007 2008 so it, even still, it's it's not something that comes naturally to to a lot of people, myself included. Uh, so it you know it just takes time to develop the skill to podcast and be on radio or mm-hmm. on camera or anything like that. Which kind of leads into what I was I was going to ask you too is what's it like like what have you gained from doing your podcast? Like how have you have you gained those like any skills from that? Have you uh, has it inspired you to do other types of work as well? So I do have like a background in some audio engineering. Nice. Um, but like also it's the kind of thing where like I just hadn't done it for so long. So I think okay. finding the right touch, cause like I'll do stuff like I'll, um, get rid of background noise and like, yeah, a like larger silence or like I'll compress the audio and make sure like it's all at like negative, like three, like DB and that kind of stuff. So like mm-hmm. it's fun to like get that process down and like to work with it. And like, um, we've had like some episodes, like I'm proud of every episode, but there are like some episodes where like we've done stuff like have on like a um, Hawaiian professor to talk about like the history of like um, these kinds of shows and how like they became like a major cultural like movement in like Hawaii, for example. So like, I like uh, just like to look at like a lot of different subjects and like even just to think more critically about like a show or franchise that like I really like too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like I said, I like, I like having guests on cause we get a lot of different input from a lot of different people and uh, we've had a lot of uh, interesting people on. But there are sometimes too you get somebody on it, you know it. It's not that it's a bad episode, but it doesn't go like you would expect, and uh, so sometimes I have to edit a little bit more than I would expect. Um, but yeah, and it's like I said, it's cool. I like uh, like I reached out on on Reddit for the uh, podcast guest exchange, and I've been a lot of different people on there too. <laughs> so it's it's cool trying to to schedule that out. One thing is I was going to ask you too, because I know I've we've done this before on the show. I ask, uh, since you're in, into it at least a little bit, is uh, what's your favorite anime and what do you recommend to somebody who's just kind of scratched the surface? If I'm going to be real about what my favorite anime is, um, mm-hmm. 
if like there's ones that are more important, there's ones I've watched more, but mm-hmm. I probably have to go with probably Yu Yu Hakusho is the show that like really sticks out from like when I was a kid, like had the biggest impact. Is that the guy that wears the green jumpsuit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, nah. It. I remember it being a lot bigger when I was younger. I don't. I, I'm guessing it's off there. It's been off there for a quite a while. Yeah, it was around the same time as like your Dragon Ball Zs and like your Sailor Moons. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a pre-Bleach kind of like spirit detective kind of thing. It was just very. Uh, it's the uh, it's the show from the person who makes Hunter Hunter before they made Hunter Hunter. Uh, okay. If you know that one. I've seen that one. Because like I said, I don't watch a whole lot to begin with. So when I do watch something that actually interests me, it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just have to binge it. It's it's only 24 episodes. I mean, come on. <laughs> and then it's and then it's the week is over and I'm like, oh, shit. What have I done? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, I haven't watched anything else recently at all. It's not a goddamn thing. Um, going back to... Uh, like you mentioned Power Rangers earlier, like I saw that when I was a kid and I was briefly, I'd seen like, like a bit of it when my parents would be scrolling through TV in the mornings over the weekends. And I'd be like, it's just like these people dressed up weird fighting like gray people. And that confused me. And then when I got older and actually found out what it was, I was like, oh yeah, they're just fighting like clay people. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. You, uh, I know on your podcast, you had said you were going to start covering uh, mm-hmm. like the different seasons of that more. Like how, Oh yeah, um just this past like Friday, uh the uh fifth, I guess, um, our first episode came out of that. And actually w- what we do in it is um compare like our favorite monsters like from growing up in like Power Rangers um mm-hmm. to those like same episodes w- with those monsters from the Japanese show like Jew Ranger. And that was interesting because like there's stuff like um where you could see where they didn't even really try in Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> they just had them be like, oh, we're at, like, the International Food Fair, and, and this pig shows up, versus, like, it has, like, a weird, like, plot that makes sense, at least, in Japan, yeah. you know? I, I, had a que- I had a couple questions about Power Rangers, actually, <laughs> since you would totally. be able to answer this more than anyone else in our general circle. One, uh, is it racist in the U.S.? Because <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like... I'm sure you've seen it too, where it's like, oh man, the not not necessarily racist. Like case, the college like, oh, humor girl. video, too. I, I've never seen the college okay, humor yeah. video, right now. No, I just I just have seen like I said, I've never watched the whole amount of the show. I've just seen it whisperings of it over the internet, where people are like, oh man, you know, the girl's always the pink ranger. Is the Asian girl the yellow ranger? I think that was a thing. And the black ranger is like a black dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, is is this true, or is this a false narrative? I mean, um. It's hard because I think um, it, if you're going to ask if people in the 90s were racist, uh, mm-hmm. I'd say yes. And people now are. Um, mm-hmm. I had to um, record because um, we had recorded that episode like about Power Rangers before like um, the before the protests had like reached mm-hmm. like the, the international like pitch they had like, hey, here's yeah. just our thoughts like Black Lives Matter like before like this comes out because well, it was just like such like a fun episode and then like in like the time the world had like drastically changed but yeah yeah, um it's hard uh there's definitely stuff that at least like you wouldn't do now because a lot of like unintentional Mm -hmm. biases like um like the yellow rangers like a girl but also the character um 
the pink ranger that's white is based off a female character from Japan, but the yellow ranger was a boy. So the pink ranger has like skirt, but the yellow ranger like has pants. What are you mm-hmm. saying about like race there? Like, what are you saying about like, um, yeah, it's definitely can be like rather cringy it's if it's racy, not something not racist. It's racist. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, also it's like you understand maybe it wasn't intentionally. So mm-hmm. before we'd learn better about a lot of stuff. I was also going to ask you what, how different is it? You don't have to go into like specific detail, but how different is the U.S. version compared to like the uh, the original version? We were uh, watching. Um, my co-host James Baker's favorite monster is this one's like uh, this like um, dude made out of eyes called Eye Guy, um, and in the American version, it's just like there's this kid that is really smart. So the witch, like Rita, wants to kidnap him. Um, in the Japanese version, there's this girl who's trying to get her dad a promotion from just like a normal cop to like a detective. So mm-hmm. she's like trying to hunt vampires. And then like the Power Rangers like find her in the park and they're like, hey, like help me find vampires so my dad can be promoted. And then in the last five minutes, this monster that's just like, like made out of eyes shows up. And the whole time we're like, what? This is about vampires. When's the eye going to show up? <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at an image of of Eye Guy right now, and it is exactly as you say. It's just like a humanoid looking. It almost looks like a frog, to an extent, but it's mm-hmm. just eyeballs. It's very strange. Yeah, it's like very different. Like there's stuff like in like um, my favorite monster was Pudgy Pig, and like in those episodes, in like the Japanese version, like the witch is like, I'm so hungry. I have been dieting because I gained weight since I was like unsealed from my like tomb. But like in the American version, it's like, oh, I have a headache. And it's about to use the exact same footage, just like badly dubbed over. It's kind of funny, honestly. How much of the same footage do they use? <laughs> Literally um, as much as they can. There's maybe like... Everything except showing like the American actors, basically. Probably like a good two thirds of the show is just footage from Japan. And then like there's some dubbing in the rest. But yeah, like they aren't, they aren't doing more than like eight or nine minutes of like total like footage like per episode so it's power rangers on a budget is what it is in the u.s that's why the show was like made because they thought we could do this for like no money basically and that's how it stays yeah outside i was gonna say outside of like power rangers what are your thoughts on like how uh like japanese culture as far as tv and and things like that how what were your thoughts on like that uh coming into like the u.s and other countries because it seems like it's gotten more and more popular and like over the last number of years i think that um when you see like um there's stuff like in the backgrounds of shots and like the japanese footage like they have like a like cool japanese like mcdonald's and stuff like there's like mm-hmm. a cultural like cross-pollination that let's face it um the two countries became like super linked after like sure. the reconstruction after world war ii um mm-hmm. there's just a lot of like our relationship is like a cultural like two cultural juggernauts exchanging but it's also just like we are closer (laughs) like we did kind of we still guide their military like there's like a lot of like interaction there so it's just kind of like like like, um how much of american culture is is american and that's basically just like moccasins and like dream catchers and stuff you would get from like a native american like reservation the rest isn't really american (laughs) true yeah fair enough yeah because i mean I don't want to say it's like more acceptable now because that's kind of makes it seem like it was never acceptable. But like, it, it definitely seems like it, people are more uh, open 
about like being into like uh, like anime and stuff like <laughs> that too. Because I remember it used to be like Adult Swim was the only place you'd you'd see it. It would seem, or not Adult Swim. Uh, what was it? Toonami back in the day. Did they change the name of that too? I think maybe. I think uh, they're two separate things nowadays. I- I'm not too sure, yeah. but they're like both active. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, I like I said because I know the first like uh, I know Naruto is the first like big one that I realized was big and popular. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones around that time, but that was, like I said, that was the first major like mm-hmm. anime that I, that I saw mm-hmm. getting, uh, getting big, but then there's a lot of them too. Yeah, where like, you don't realize my brain's just full of junk knowledge like that. It's like Naruto, Bleach, like One Piece, that kind of stuff, same time, but mm-hmm. yeah. No, um, it's just, I think that with social media, like your interests have kind of won in a sense, cause you can kind of connect people like right now you have like, um. 60,000 K-pop fans that are like in the tags for like Blue Lives Matter and like gumming it up so people can't use it. <laughs> like there's just a lot mm-hmm. of people that have connected over their interests in the past like right. 10 to 15 years so that that's probably why it's more popular because people don't feel bad or don't have like a stigma against like checking it out or like caring about yeah, it. Yeah. How long do you think until like uh like J-pop and <clears throat> and that style of music becomes more uh, popular in the US? Do you think that'll <sighs> happen? I mean Hatsune Miko was on David Letterman, so uh, interesting. I don't, I don't know. know who that is, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, which one, Hatsune Miko or David Letterman? No, the the former. Yeah, I definitely know who. Hatsune. Fuck. Hatsune Miko is a Vocaloid. They're basically holograms that will like generate songs based off of a voice print they have. Uh, so like she's not a real singer. But she'll have concerts and like there'll be like thousands of people there. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like Tupac's hologram, but in this case, an anime girl. If Tupac was an anime girl, but also like you could use the sounds to make him like have new songs too. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. And so it's not one real person singing every time. They're just, it's like an artificial voice almost. Like if you were going to write a medieval summary. Of, of like this episode is probably that um there's a wizard that has a crystal that is making a girl <laughs> sing siren songs. Interesting. Oh, no, uh, I'll write that down for the description. <laughs> wizard crystal siren girl. Got it. Yeah. I won't misinterpret that at a later time when I edit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, no, uh, that's nice. Nice. What are your uh, what are your goals for your your podcast? Because how. You're what twenty nine episodes. You'll be twenty nine episodes in by the time this comes out, right? Mm, yeah. So <coughs> theoretically, they might cancel the show, like a uh, uh, common rider, at some point. Like it might cease to exist. What are your plans for then? Are you going to continue with your podcast and take it uh, in a different direction? Well, honestly, um, it's called the Common Rider with me, a Common Rider podcast. We mm-hmm. have like been upfront about saying we're just like a general toku podcast so we've looked at stuff mm-hmm. like we just had like like one episode where we said oh fuck it we're talking about the mandalorian because c- he's wearing a suit <laughs> that counts <laughs> other yeah. stunts that counts um yeah because i've definitely i've yeah. talked to people before that have like i don't want to say boxed themselves in but they they'll narrow it down so like they're limited in what they're able to mm-hmm. talk about um i know there was there's one guy that I had talked to before who he did like gaming news, which isn't inherently bad because that's obviously it's something that's going to last a long time. Mm-hmm. But it 
if there's nothing going on, it very much limits the amount of content he's able to talk about any mm-hmm. given week. Um, so I wasn't sure if that was something you'd be worried about. It doesn't sound like it, based on the fact that you're talking about the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, yeah, for us, like, um, we've just, um, we are a watch podcast. So, like, we'll watch something like a lot of like mm-hmm. that time too. And I think um, we have like a very defined niche, but also like we've like done different things. So there's like what like thirty something seasons of Common Rider. We've looked at one every other week for the first seven months, and like um like um we'll finish that and then we have like 30 more seasons of common rider there's like 45 seasons of super sentai and like 30 seasons of power rangers we could we don't have a a content issue like really like we could do like (laughs) yeah yeah i think a lot there we're kind of on the other end of that where because we don't have a specific format like where we just kind of talk about anything it almost opens the door to us being like too free to speak about anything like it we we have to almost narrow ourselves down mm-hmm. so we can keep on track to an extent. Otherwise, it's just like, all right, what are we going to think up to to talk up this week? Um, so I do yeah. like we don't really have bits. I would say sometimes I bring things back, uh, like conspiracy theory talk. I like talking about that because it's entertaining. Kyle, not so much. Um, if you want, I have like a Power Rangers theme, like conspiracy theory for you. This is perfect because I was going to ask you if you had any conspiracy theories you were a fan of. So um, let's lead into that. So the second series of Power Rangers was called Power Rangers Zeo. It was like Crystal Bait. I forget. It's been forever. And I don't really care. But uh, So it's um, like they're all like Crystal Powers. The third series, all of a sudden, they're like race car drivers and stuff but it's like the same cast like in recent years they changed the cast every year but back then they were still using the original cast it was like had been like five years and three series so this third series starts they just have new powers new weapons like Mm -hmm. and there's no explanation for it so there was this um i guess live journal or like word i might be getting like some details wrong but basically um a bunch of fans on forums just like they edited a bunch of like random footage of like their toys and like did voiceover and told this whole like seven part, like three minute chunk story about like how the power Rangers had to go into space to stop this old villain from coming back. That was going to like destroy the planet and all their powers got destroyed. And, and like, it was like all in like seven different three minute commercials that aired between episodes of power Rangers, (laughs) but only in Australia. It was called Scorpio Brain. <laughs> and like they like release like part two and part five on like their forums and like really bad like VHS quality or something. Hmm. <laughs> and then after like a couple of years, like that was proof fake and there was no reason for the gap between like those two series. But then like a couple of years after that, one of the people who was in charge of like the hoax was made an executive producer on the series. And then the um, um uh, the 10th anniversary special called like forever red which is like all 10 red rangers from the first 10 years coming back is technically a sequel to his like conspiracy hoax interesting uh like his like um his conspiracy hoax ends with a dragon being like destroyed on the moon and like the episode starts with like um like some monsters that are resurrecting this dragon on the moon so it's like a weird (laughs) rabbit hole of what (laughs) yeah I can only hope that we get big enough that people will start making conspiracy theories about our show. 
Have you heard the lost century conspiracy theory or theory? No, I'm all about it though already. It's like um from 1605 to like 1908. No, it, it's not that. It's not that. It's like 1608. Like it's like 1315 to 1608 or something just didn't happen and everybody's pretending it did. <laughs> and that interesting. That time just didn't happen. It was just fake to sell more calendars or something. I don't know. It's like a fake <laughs> 200 years. Well, it's sort of like, uh, what is it, the Mandela effect? Where it's like, people are like, yeah, he died in prison. It's like, no, he didn't. Like, what? Yeah, there's a whole thing. Like, uh, how it's people perceive something happened and it becomes like widely accepted. Then they're like, that's not actually what happened. Okay. Sort of uh, like, um, I forget which which way it is because I never read it, but like those kids' books, uh, the, the Bernstein Bears or the Berenstein The Berenstein how- Bears. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, okay. But yeah, like you know what I'm talking about, where like people have said it was the other one, and they're like, no, that's not true. And then uh, I'm yeah, gonna read this to you really quick. Um, okay. The Phantom Time Hypothesis is a historical Ooh, conspiracy theory assorted by Her- Herbert Ilg, first published in 1981. It hypothesizes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly by Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII to fabricate the Anno Domino dating system retrospectively in order to place them at the special year of AD 1000 and rewrite history to legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. Illy believed that this was achieved through the alteration, misrepresentation, and forgery of documentary and physical evidence. According to the scenario, the entire Carlogonian period, including the figure of Charlemagne, is fabricated with a phantom time of 267 years, AD 614 through AD 911 added to the early mid- middle ages so basically it's how does that phrase go like <clears throat> history is written by the victor they're in charge so they get to decide what happened i'm not sure if i believe that 297 years were invented but also i guess <laughs> go off i'm not saying it's true i'm just i'm just saying like uh that's kind of the idea behind it too i should try that i'll just <laughs> like i'll just go into a job like I've been working here for eight years. Where you, where's my raise? Like, I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. You, you must remember, like, no, we have your, your application right here. It's, it's been two days. You need to calm down. The best way to do that is to just, like, is uh, to go to, like, a, a like, library and just, like, gingerly, like, kiss the old librarian, like, square on the, like, forehead and say, ah, oh, thank you for giving birth to me. <laughs> And then you get arrested for like sexual assault or something. It's the Phantom Sun theory. That's, that's uh, mine. <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I I like I like my conspiracy theories. We did how the queen is a cannibal. Okay. I like it because it's funny. You just the whole point of it, from my perspective, is you show up, regardless of how ridiculous it is, and you present it as fact, and just see if you can convince the other people that it's true. And if you if you do, then that's unfortunate because now you have conspiracy theorists on the show with you. Um, but it's still fun either way. I want to bring it back, but I don't think it's going to happen. There was like a year where I had all of my personal friends thought I was full of shit because I kept trying to tell them that like um, Bluetooth was named after this dude named Halrin Bluetooth that like united like Danish language and they're like oh like stop lying and then after like a year somebody finally looked at the Wikipedia article like the books about it I was like okay you weren't lying this whole time yeah I need to 
I, I need to bring that back forcefully. Or conspiracy theory bit. Stuff like that. I like having fun with it every once in a while. Um, oh, man. I was going to ask you, too. Mm-hmm. Being someone that's that's had a podcast, you're, uh, what, seven months in, basically, now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is something that uh, you wish you could either, like, improve on or have changed about your show, if anything? Um, honestly, it was mostly just, like, getting a feel for each other and, like, for like our voices um and just like that flow a lot of the issues i probably would have just um done less and worried less about like being definitive um we have been like very lucky um we've gotten like a lot of support um and we want to like do more for them but like we definitely tried to do too much early on i i can definitely relate to that a little bit too like i like i said since not since January of 2019, maybe like a month or two before that, I, I started working on our brand before we had anything put together. Like I said, we were, this is uh, 21 weeks in at this point, and I've had our brand and website and stuff built for like a year and a half. And yeah, that happens. Yeah, well, it's it's not that we got... We did get a little bit delayed as far as the podcast goes, but I wanted to launch with... Like our, I wanted to be running when we touched down. You know, I wanted to get a, as much of a head start mm-hmm. as I could. You know, I wanted to get things going as smoothly as possible. And as far as that front goes, like I said, like our podcast has been going well. We've got the website up, which I've been, you know, I'm trying to touch up. We've got our merch shop. Uh, like our YouTube is really the only thing that's really kind of fallen behind a little bit. But even in that regard, I've been working on other stuff. Um do you guys experience that sort of thing as well? Or are you just kind of... Uh, like, I wish I was better at the on... Twitter. I'm so bad at like Twitter. <laughs> I really want to convert some of our like listeners to the Twitter because mm-hmm. honestly, not a lot of music. Like it's a very small amount. And it, like when you compare numbers, you're just like, oh, I wish that we got some people interacting with us here. <laughs> but also, yeah, like um, the biggest thing now I think is just kind of um, translating between different points, um, making things like clearer like we like are going to be like more transparent and like more like accessible with things like episode names mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and like our like current like power ranger series like all just like mighty wolf power just part one part two blah 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 blah, blah instead of just like a witty name which like can't yeah. be parsed <laughs> i kind of do that with ours like i'll basically put like episode 10 with guest so-and-so and then i'll have like three sort of topics that we talked about in the title mm-hmm. uh, the description is almost useless until i get to like the last sentence which i break down kind of what we talked about um but yeah i i try and make it coming from an advertising background i try and make it uh search engine optimization friendly so it's gonna get more clicks while at the same time being sort of relevant to the show and it'll help both ourselves and our guests out as much as i can um I was sort of to expand on what I was asking before too. Is like, do you have any plans to expand what you guys are doing? Um, um, like, I don't know what all you guys are working on outside of like the podcast itself. Like, if you have like website designs, uh, like any like merchandise, anything like that. I I think being better on social media, having more guests and guessing more places, um, mm-hmm. making certain things just like support to follow, and um, maybe getting like a real website. Like, we have like a 
we love Pinecast. It's like a great host. Um, and they have like a small website for us, but that's like not a space for doing like some written work and some like video stuff and having that collected together, which is something that, that would like we do want to do. Yeah. That's a big one, I think. Yeah, I always recommend people get their own website because it just makes it so easy to like direct fans and potential viewers and things like that because it's like all right how many locations do i have to remember that they're at i have to remember their youtube i have to remember their twitter uh like their website if you have a website it's like i just remember their website and has everything on it i don't have to worry mm-hmm. and that's i always use that as a like my first point of contact for anybody pretty much um but yeah no i like i said it's being that like i said you're about like seven months or not seven months uh like seven weeks ahead of us Mm-hmm. But it's cool to like be able to work with people that are sort of in the same stage as us. Yeah, uh, we've we've had people on that uh, had like three hundred some episodes, and like, Jesus Christ, how are you? How are you still doing this? It's incredible. Yeah, and I think um, like the big thing is that um, is taking that step back and being like, okay, is this something I'm doing that I'm enjoying? People are enjoying, mm-hmm. or is this something where I'm like. Um, comparing it to my goals and pulling my hair out and that's like a bad place to be as a podcast because like you do need to just kind of know that time is what builds a podcast you can improve but sometimes you just need to be okay with the week that you're just putting a show out and not mm-hmm. and not like a new website or anything you know yeah i i always tell people i try and work on at least something every day um be it like on like the podcast itself, like the marketing, the website, YouTube, anything like editing stuff. I like to keep moving forward as best I can. Mm. Um, but no, it's it's been fun. It's been fun. Is I was going to ask you too, what has been your favorite moment so far? Not even like necessarily on air on your podcast, but with your podcast as like a brand entirely. Have you had like a favorite moment that stood out? Oh, um there's a couple uh there's some that are like spoilers for the future but basically um in our power series it's very guest heavy we have gotten a couple guests that i like just built up in my head as as like fans of them i'm very excited mm-hmm. that they're coming on um yeah. there's stuff like getting like your first like fan mail um recently uh we got um our first complimentary item <laughs> And that was really nice. cool. I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is dope. I mean, I want stuff to get sent to me, but I'm also kind of leery about that. Because, like, the second I put, like, a P.O. box out there, I wind up getting, like, drugs sent to me in the mail or something. And it's like, oh, shit. Free drugs. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, should we do this? But, yeah, we'll see. I had to, we had a, we're in the process of having uh, jerseys made with, like, our logo and stuff on it that are customizable. Where people can put like their names on the back or whatever, or uh, alternate between some designs, and I had a sample sent to me. Um, except somebody else also had a sample sent to them from the same company, and I got their jersey instead, and they got mine. And so now I had to send them their jersey from my address, and they're sending me my jersey from their address, and I'm like, this seems like a real hassle. <laughs> yeah, and for like us, um, be- do to covid and due to the like, protests we just like like have put like a pin in merch and we just like are gonna like reconsider that once mm-hmm. like we don't want to like just we feel like there's better ways people can be like 
can be spending their money right now. And like we've said, hey, please donate here. Please like whatever. Like if you want to like let us know that like you did because like we said so, like we'll shut you out. But like we're, we've made it clear, hey, like let things normalize a little bit. Let the world be a little less on fire. Like it's always kind of on fire, but right now it's a little more than usual. So just like take that moment for like the world, not our brand, you know, or like our like show. I'll ask you this too. And I don't want to throw you under the bus. So I'm not going to ask your like uh, stance on things. Um, but like, what is your opinion on like as a brand making a statement about like be it political or social issues and things like that? I mean, um, I think I have made, I hope they're not tepid, but also mm-hmm. like uh, not committing maybe with my full chest or full throat in the same way I might personally. But mm-hmm. on our shows, I am perfectly fine just saying stuff like, hey, um, I can't think of like a more specific thing. But like when I'm speaking personally um, and mm-hmm. on like my personal accounts, I just share what i believe in full mm-hmm. when i'm making like a statement like at the top of like our like latest episode like i basically was maybe like a little bit more um more general is kind of like black lives matter like we do not support and we are like police violence that kind of stuff so like yeah. for for me it's just um i don't want somebody who would disagree with me um in in taking a sidebar to clarify, hey, this um, this character has, like, they, them pronouns. And if, like, that's mm-hmm. something that's going to make somebody um, upset, uh, they could fuck right off. Like, we don't really care about reaching everyone. We care about making sure that we are not harming someone in, like, the, like, appeal. Like, we don't want to misgender somebody. We don't want to not support a like good and just cause like there's like opinion and then there's things that are wrong and like do hurt people hmm. yeah because i've been kind of on the fence like i don't know that i would make a statement f- from our like digester productions accounts i feel like that's kind of disingenuous towards the people we've had on and like mm-hmm. even like the hosts and, and guests and stuff like that um Cause like I'll make some if, if I'm going to I'll do it from my personal account but I know people have asked other content creators that are part of like a brand mm-hmm. uh, like the last like why hasn't your brand account like said anything like surely you guys all support this and it's just like I, I've kind of been on the fence about that and so I, I kind of stayed straight away from doing so but then you also kind of get the flack for being like oh like you're in a position where you could say something like why wouldn't you and it's it's kind of a lose-lose a lot of time, too, it seems. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's like um, lose-lose for, like, a good cause is how I take it. So, I like... Yeah, I see what you're saying, too. So, what I did was I, um, like, um, made the top of, like, all of our show notes places that, that people could donate mm-hmm. and, like, our pin tweets. And then I also um, did, like, a thread on my personal account and then just kind of retweeted it with, like, an explanation here's Kip's thoughts on current events and the show and like that kind of thing. And like, it's not like I'm not trying to make come right with me a vehicle for just things that, that I believe in. But I think there is like Mm a, a, like a, like a, a, like really important thing to connect with people and say, Hey, 
we just want to let you know that when something is abhorrent or like terrible or what have you, we just want you to know that we do have like a basic humanity. And there is like a gap between that. And if you're acting in a way that does not match that, then that becomes like very like when you're acting that way or if you're trying to benefit from it, that's where that becomes like more hokey, I think. Mm. I think, Kyle, you'll probably agree with this. Like I've I kind of stray away from mentioning politics on the show. Like I kind of push us in a direction where a lot of times we don't take a stance because I don't want to. I, I try and present our show as like a means of uh, getting away and like de-stressing from reality almost to a point. Um, it not just politics, but you know, like or even like coronavirus. Like we didn't talk about that for what a month and a half, two months. Like we barely talked about it for the most part in general. It, I just try, like I said, it's something that people have to listen to and deal with every day. And I just kind of be like that escape from it. When did when did all the the, the uh, protests start? Say June first. So by like June fifteenth, if there's a giant outbreak in new coronavirus cases, you're gonna know why. If if there's a large number of new cases by then, you'll know why. It's because of everyone congregating together. There'll be a large number of cases. There'll also be a large number of people randomly dying of like pneumonia too. Like, that's what's happening but no i think we shouldn't have exit lockdown and i think we might be forced to re-enter lockdown people will like like kick like people will kicking and screaming be like no 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 i need to make more money at target or whatever but it's yeah like i yeah you're not gonna make a whole lot of money at target in uh, minneapolis right now unfortunately <laughs> eh, they got insurance it's true yeah they're regardless of whether or not we uh half like if they find that it's it i don't i don't think we'll go into lockdown even if we need to i don't think it'll happen because i think it'll be uh, it's an election year in such a poor light yeah it's an election year so i think we will would go back honestly just because of that that like perception honestly Hmm. we should go back to lockdown but i think that just like the amount of like money corruption it'll be like more of a push from people so go back to lockdown hmm. yeah I don't know. it's everything like regardless of like whether or not people actually agree with it everything it seems is such a hot button issue just for the sake of argument's sake like people just love arguing over anything at this point they like making every little thing a political issue like regardless of whether or not you agree with the masks like wearing the mask like it really wearing a mask really wasn't like a safety issue like in people's minds people either wore a mask because they wanted to be safe or they didn't wear a mask because they disagreed with it politically, for the most part. I think that's. that's I don't think anyone wore didn't wear a mask because they're like, you know what? I don't think the. Actually, I don't know where I'm going with this tangent, but yeah, I was, I was yeah. like, you know, where am I going with this again? Oh, we started I this. Oh, yeah. we started like this, like tangent on the question of how political to be, and like for me, it's just. Yeah. Everything's political. Um, just be earnest and like, don't feel like you shouldn't talk about something because it might like upset people. If it's something that matters and like the common good, or just like it's something that um is like, there's certain things that go beyond like your taste or like politics. Like there's just like, okay, should I just let like my black listeners know that I support them? Yeah, like if that makes somebody like upset, then. Yeah. I'm glad you were able to bring us back to that because I was just staring into my glass of water 
waiting for it to start shaking and Jeff Goldblum to start narrating what was going to happen. I, had, I was just lost in thought. It was bizarre. I'm really good at bad <laughs> trivia and remembering the like start of tangents. Nice. My two skills. And that's it. I'm really good at going off on tangents that become more and more grotesque and horrifying every second. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's... And and that brings us back to our key point of, of, of how Power Rangers is racist. <laughs> and if you think about it... um. Why is evil kept on the moon? And that's actually segregation. And I, and I thought we got it's, rid of that in this country, even on the true. moon. Well, the Nazis are on the moon, so that would explain why evil is up there. Oh, true, true. It's not a conspiracy theory. I can prevent. I can propose a number of different articles of information that will suggest my point, leading us into this week's conspiracy theory. But I won't say it. Never mind. I was going to go off on a different tangent. I was like. No, we have a guest on this week. I can't ruin what he's got going on for my bit. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have a, a whole lot else to to bring up. We're about an hour in. Uh, I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to add, Kip. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that it's just vitally important that um people look and they try and find their own virtual Android girl, um, that can think for them. That's a and great if you'd point. like, I can give you a quick um rendition of just uh. Your theme song? What's your theme song? Is it uh, just... We don't even have a theme song. I okay. just I, I just started up, uh, what was it, two episodes ago, we started recording in the middle of a conversation because it was so exciting. Okay. We had a retarded man and his brother on the show. And uh, it's, yeah, it, it just depends. Like, I, I've often thought about adding in, not necessarily a theme song, but like a, a short little intro bit uh, or outro bit. But for whatever reason, I just I've kind of skated away from it. I don't know why. It just feels more more natural to me almost to just pick up and and jump right in. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't think of anything that would be less than horrifying. <laughs> have you guys uh, heard the uh, Pornhub theme? They have a theme song. What's the Pornhub theme song like? Oh, yeah, I don't Oklahoma, know this either. When the wind goes. Oh, what? The por- what? They have a drum thing. You know, you're blowing my mind right now. I have no idea. (laughs) What's the Pornhub drum thing? Please, like, play it for me. Just, like, use your mouth, please, and, like, I'll be Pornhub for me. Interesting. Huh. Who knew? You blew my mind with that. I'd never heard that before. That reminds me of the people that um, will take pictures of, like, SpongeBob and, like, put, like, a Brazzers logo on the bottom. (laughs) <laughs> you know i actually are uh, you feeling it mr krabs <laughs> um how's the rest of the song go it went on for uh like 38 seconds but i just cut it off because it sounded like it was just repeating itself dude i would love to hear somebody like turn that like just like take that nug into like a full song did you ever hear the guy do that with the uh the old iphone ringtone i can't come unless there's trumpets <laughs> it it's interesting because like those people are super talented too. Did you ever see? There's a girl. I think she's on Twitch that streams, and she'll literally like, uh, she'll listen to a song once. She'll just hear it once. People will like submit it, and then she'll replay it on piano after hearing it once, and she'll be able to replay it perfectly, and then add her in her own like little, like changes to it. It's super fascinating. Like she's super talented. Like I, if I were to hear a song once, I wouldn't be able to remember like 
a third of the lyrics, let alone be able to replay the entire thing on piano. I have found the Pornhub intro remix if we want to like share this together. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's start on three. Let's start on three. All right. All right. One, two, three, I guess. This all went. Okay, my grandma just died. <laughs> and I miss <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. <laughs> We can only sample 10 seconds, otherwise we'll get a copyright strike, but yeah. Can you be copyright strike by a remix of the Pornhub intro? I don't know if they got uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not willing to test it. You can get 10 seconds in before, uh, we'll, you know, something could happen. I'll throw in the link in the description of this, this video. <laughs> I'm always saying you can get 10 seconds in before something happens on Pornhub. I'm always saying that. <laughs> I didn't know oh, the grandmother man. died in that... Pornhub remix. <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, I think we should end on that. That's a great way to end the show. Kip, why don't you plug all your stuff? Uh, uh, all right. Um, I'll leave Pornhub, but still plug my stuff by saying um, you can find me um, on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find my podcast um, at Common Ride with Me on Twitter, CommonRideWithMe.com, and send in an emails to us at podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. And uh, look out, we might have a new show soon called sweet trigger coming out nice the fact that you have a name for it leads me to believe that you will definitely have it and it just might it might be more than might possibly be happening we're still filming some stuff but it's um a new wrestling podcast cool cool awesome oh yeah you guys were talking about what is it uh aew is that what it's called Uh, yes all eat wrestling yeah Yeah, you're talking about them performing in like uh, one of the stadiums or something, right? Uh, yeah, like the like Jacksonville. It was called like a stadium stampede match, and it was like a filmed match five on five in like an abandoned like football stadium. Nice. So they had like uh, like golf carts and horses and like pools and stuff, and they were just messing around. It was a lot of fun. Nice. I'm getting so many ideas for videos. <laughs> anyway. Or- <laughs> I have almost a full page of notes from this episode. This is great. Every episode, I, I take my little notes down. Ah, good stuff. Anyway, this has been episode 21 of the Deadjuster Productions podcast. You can find us at deadjusterproductions.live or deadjusterprod on Twitter. Didn't have enough uh, digits to use for all the, the names, so deadjusterprod. Find us on Instagram, YouTube. But check out our website. It's where you can find all of our links. Leads to our merch. Thank you for coming on, Kip. It's fun to have you on here. Thank you. Headshot! Thank you.